All right. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with me again here on Misery Point Radio. Glad to have you back. Glad to be kicking out some new stuff already. Really excited about this. So, of course, I am your host. You can just call me Mike. That's fine. I'm really excited about today's show. Today we have one of the world's, yes, I said the world's, premier tribute bands to Leonard Skinner. And uh, in some capacities, some might argue better than the original. I'll leave that up to you. But I was lucky enough to catch these guys before their show at the Seven Cedars Casino in Squim, Washington at the renowned Club 7. With almost no notice, I might add. (laughs) I think it was like one day. And I reached out, and they said, sure, what the hell, let's make this work. So, this band, immense talent rivaled by very few. And so, it was a big honor for me to get to hang out with these guys. And then after the interview is over, my wife, Marsha, and I stuck around and listened to an absolutely epic live performance. And I was able to capture some really good audio so y'all can get just a taste of what it's like to see these guys live. And I do encourage you, if you like what you hear, and I know you will, go see them in concert, go check out all their sites, go check out their YouTube stuff, I promise. You will love them. But enough yapping. You ready to check out the show? Here we go. All right, so welcome to Misery Point Radio, Whiskey River. Guys, thanks for uh, joining me on the show with absolutely zero notice today. So uh, definitely no, appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having us. <laughs> absolutely. So um, I found out today that there's like 47 of you guys in this band. Um, <laughs> so that's I could introduce true. you all. True. There's 46. 46, my bad, because you fired somebody today. Awesome. <laughs> Tragic. But um, what we'll do is just we'll quick go around the horn, introduce yourselves, and uh, kind of tell us what you do. My name is Lyle, and uh, they have me play accordion. Awesome. <laughs> accordion to who? <laughs> my name is Billy, and I'm second accordion. <laughs> Uh, my name's Delina. I'm a backup singer. I'm the backup to the backup singer, Tara. I'm uh, Darren, lead vocals, front man. I'm Joe, the piano player. I'm Bill, fourth trumpet, and I own the checkbook. <laughs> Steve, the tuba. Oh, wait, drums. <laughs> and then I, I'm uh, Tommy, and I, I'm the third accordion player in the band, but... We need three. With we need three accordions. <laughs> They're unique six-string accordion. And you know how. All right. So now that we've figured out uh, that there's uh, 15 accordion players, a tuba player, a flute player, a bassoon player, and a skin flute player, which I assume is Steve. 
Um, <laughs> oh, awesome. We so got Whiskey pictures. River, we uh, got he pictures. Plays the skins, that's for sure. <laughs> A variety of skins. Right. So uh, a Skinner tribute band. Uh, tell me, how, how did the band come to be? And how did you decide on, uh, you know, really what the band was going to uh, be all about? Oh, gosh. I guess I have to answer that question. You're the oldest person here. Yes, so I am by, by far. I'm twice older than everybody else. Uh... The plane crash happened October 20th, 1977. They quit playing. People wanted to hear With the it. the original Leonard Skinner. The original Leonard Skinner. So in 1982, a guy by the name of Terry Allen started the band, and uh, it progressed uh, slowly for many, many years. And then they stumbled across this great lead singer front man named Darren Wickers. And once Darren came into the band, the thing just took off. Uh, and then they, they, they've had a turnover like the U.S. Army over the years, and I kind of took charge about 2002. And the whole thing has always been about the music. You know, the original Ronnie Van Zant era Leonard Skinner. That's it. We don't do any of the new band stuff, great band, whatever, but we don't do any of that stuff. We just do the, the Leonard Skinner, basically one more from the road, the live Leonard Skinner stuff with the last album from Street Survivors. And it's, it's always been about the music. And so... I mean, Randy Hansen's probably the oldest tribute band out there in the world. We're probably number two. Uh, he was 1979, we're 1982. And then in the 90s, late 90s, and then after the millennium hit, the, all of a sudden there's a gazillion tribute bands. I guess because all the old classic rockers are dying. So the, it's always been about the music. It's taken a, uh, a number of years to get the caliber of talent that we have. We have the best players in the Pacific Northwest region, bar none, hands down. It's Everybody plays like it's the last time they're going to play. They play their heart and their souls out. They're all dedicated. They love the music, and that's most important. They love the music, and they play it like they love the music. So it's just... It's taken off because I think mostly because there's a visceral reaction from the audience that they get it. That I mean, this is about Skinner. It's about the music, and it's about doing it right. So we just keep showing up, and the fans keep coming. How do you, uh, how do you decide what songs you're going to play? I mean, with... The number of, I don't like to use the word hits, but people know Skinner songs. And I, I would dare to say that there are so many favorites. Um, and I'm sure you all know way more songs than you play mm -hmm. at your show. So on a show-to-show -show basis, I mean, are you playing the same set or are you guys mixing it up on a regular basis? We normally play, if, uh, if it's a 90-minute show, we have that 90-minute set. And it's of the most recognizable Skinner songs. And then if we do a two-hour show, we'll go down that list to the some of the more obscure songs, but still the most recognizable ones. That's what we try to, the pool we try to pick from. You know, we don't want to play stuff that Skinner songs that only a, hardcore Skinner fans gonna know right but still even then we we do pull some of those out because they just didn't have a whole catalog of hits you know but they got a lot of good music so what would be an example of a song that maybe the super hardcore Skinner fans would know that but maybe not as radio friendly Needle and Spoon T for Texas T yeah, for Texas yeah, and Double when you play trouble. those, do you get a pretty good response out of those? Oh yeah, because they're dancing songs, you know. Yeah. I mean, Skinner, you could dance to just about any yeah. of it, you know. T's a, a showstopper for sure. Yeah. So but, whether or not they know it, they're getting off on it because well, one, we play it really good, and uh, it's a dance song. I mean, you just a lot of the stuff's really danceable. People have a good time when they come to our show. Yeah. Whether they know the music or not, you know. Right. 
And uh, what are what are some of the more popular songs in the set? Oh, Alabama, Sweet Home Alabama. Sure. There's uh, one. It's called Freebird. Yeah, the, People yeah, have heard of that yeah. Song. Every huh. time I call it out, they start bringing free beer to the stage, and <laughs> so I don't I don't whine about that. Right. You got Simple Man. You got Tuesday's Gone. You know, you could go. The Bert, on call me the on. breeze. Yeah. Give yeah. me three steps. Yeah, give me three steps. That was a real popular one. Saturday Night Special. Yeah. Give me back my bullets. Yeah. Give me back. <laughs> so uh as we mentioned earlier there's uh there's what there's nine of you um now i assume at one point that yeah. you're not all coming from the same areas so how do we go about getting everybody together for rehearsals is this something where you're learning the songs on your own and then coming together herding collectively cats. it's like herding cats, yeah, herding cats you heard of a shotgun yeah, wedding there, there yeah. was a there was a period in time where shotgun we rehearsed rehearsal. every single week no matter what but now with everybody's schedules, it's really, really hard to do that. Right. So there's a lot of homework stuff and, you know, yeah. fitting in a rehearsal wherever, whenever and wherever we can, you know. Each but, individual uh, player yeah. definitely does homework mm-hmm. and is always yeah. prepared. So, so yeah, you guys come ourselves. up with an idea and basically say, hey, we want to add this song to the set list. Everybody has X amount of time to kind of uh, get this dialed in. Yep, that's it. The awesome. set list has also been pretty much written because you only have a window of time. Most people want a 90-minute set. Ours will run an hour and 45 anyway. Or if, like, tonight where we're doing two one-hour sets, it'll run over. Each one set will run over about an hour and 10, hour and 15 minutes. There's only so much material you can do in that time, so that's been pretty much established. If we were to add any other deep cuts like uh, Curtis Lowe or some of the others, we'd have to cut songs out and make a medley of them to just to fit them all together. So There's that's pretty much said. The other thing I, I think needs to be said is that there is, when we look for players, it comes down to three things. High talent low maintenance in a work ethic and everybody here's got that so it's expected of them well, to show up and know their stuff. Well that rules out 99% of the musicians in the world. What's that? I <laughs> said so that rules out 99% of the oh, musicians boy, in the that, world. So the high talent <laughs> rules out about 60%. The low maintenance rolls out about another 48%. So then you get to the work ethic it's a small it, that pool gets small real fast. Yeah. So we've uh, been blessed that way. Speaking of work ethic um, I know that several of you play in several bands and in fact, I'm looking at a few of you that I know that there's some crossover already. Um, so, Steve, uh, you play also in Fever 103. Angelina, you play in Fever 103. Yes. And Tommy, you play in Fever 103. Yes, sir. <laughs> which is an awesome foreigner tribute band. Uh, and the rest of you, what other bands are you playing in? I'm in Full Metal Jacket, as is Tommy yep. also. Yep. And Burning Wood. With uh, Billy Burtman also. <laughs> okay. So, and Billy's wife, Sherry, yeah. who's an amazing guitar player. She fills in for Lyle sometimes in this band. Right. And, but she's also in Burning Wood. So. And that's because Lyle is in another band. Right. <laughs> and Bill's now the official backup bass player for Fever 103. And what, what other band are you in, Lyle? Uh, I'm in my own band called Highway 9. And... Uh, and then I'm in a, another tribute band. It's a Brian Setzer Orchestra tribute band with the 19-piece big band. Holy crap. Yeah. And I, I do the, I handle the, <laughs> I'm doing, I'm the Lyle Seltzer guy. And uh, what was his band, uh, Brian Setzer, Seltzer's or whatever? Oh, Stray Cats. Stray Cats, yeah. That's right. 
Nice. So some people don't know that. So oh, I just oh, yeah. Brian said to work And what about you, Joe? Oh, I'm in uh, I'm in the Uptown All Stars, which is a blues all star band. Um, I've also been in a band called Southern Smoke, which is a southern rock type of band. But we're not talking about what you do music. on the weekend in your free time. Okay. <laughs> and, then, uh, <laughs> and I'm also a hired gun. I mean, I, I do a lot of gigs where I just get a call and come in and play for somebody that's unable to play or for whatever reason I, I do a lot of fill-in stuff right on and tara i'm the babysitter <laughs> for these guys <laughs> no no not really <laughs> i used to be involved in a couple other bands and i am no longer just uh, my my day job is demanding enough that it's sometimes pretty sketchy to get to keep up with these shows so. sure yeah awesome so i've noticed over uh Definitely in the last five or six years, I'd say, but the quote-unquote tribute bands are just popping up left and right, right? I mean, there's yeah. there's great ones, and then there's not-so-great ones. So what do you guys think makes a great tribute band? And then to take it one step further, how would you differentiate between a tribute band and a cover band, because there are definitely people that say they are two different things. So I'd, I'd like to get your take on that. Cover bands, uh, like my band, Full Metal Jacket, we cover a lot of different artists. Um, uh, and tributes, they try to, they do all the music as close to the letters they can, and they try to look as close as they can to that band. Just not pick, a lot of them are going to get. Band. Yeah, they're not going to get that. They're not going to always get the look. But I mean, you, you, we get close. You know, we look like southern guys when we get up there and rock out. You know? Right. I'll it, definitely say this: when it comes to the whole tribute thing, it's the music first. You, you got to be real with the music. You got to be sincere with where you're coming from as far as how you present it. Um, throwing wigs on and all that kind of stuff uh, that works for a lot of people, but. Um, to me, it's really about the music. And that comes first. The yeah, wigs absolutely. and all that stuff's cool, but that's that's a secondary thing, and it should be. But it's, uh, some bands, it's not. Yeah, some bands probably require it just because of what the look might be. But I think with Skinner, it really is about the music, mm -hmm. big time. One thing yeah. that defines a really good tribute band from not such a good tribute band is doing your homework and really trying to emulate that sound that that band put out. Trying note for note. Some guys just get up there and slapstick it and. You know, they might think they're really good, but it, it's you know. not for musicians with egos about what they can do. No. It's about people who have respect for what for they're what they're playing. doing, for, for who, they're, who they're playing, the, the musician that they're emulating. So the the tendency for musicians to showboat has no place in a proper tribute band. Is that no 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 no? That's not what we're saying. That that that's a secondary thing. The music always comes first. Everything else is secondary. Right. That's that's the cherry on top. But you still have to put on a good show. Right. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. You and when it's your time, yeah. you step out, but then you step back, and you're part of an engine. You're part of a part, and all the parts are got to be going. Yeah. And when they're all going, everybody has thing. a chance to shine, and it, it just works. So, to clarify, though, if you were in, for instance, Van Halen, it's somebody's job to showboat. Right. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, so, so I guess it depends on the source really and what does. and what that yeah. act was known for to begin with. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the way I see it, it's like you are trying to kind of in some way recreate the experience of the audience yep. seeing the original band. That is exactly yeah. what it comes down to. I saw to Leonard Skinner in 1977 on the live tour and, and I'll never forget it. And I, you know, this band is just really cool and it's, it emulates it so well. And it's, 
just a really an honor to play with all these guys and be a part of that. Yeah, so the you're not really trying to impersonate the band per se, but you're trying to honor them with by playing as close as possible to the source material. Yes, exactly. and understanding what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how they do it. Sure. Is there any research involved in that, or is this just something you guys just <laughs> oh, do that right a lifetime yeah. of research? Yeah. These two holes on yeah. the side of your head, yeah. that's the research. Constant. Yeah. You, can, you can always learn. There's never a point that there's not something to learn. So, so when, you're, when you're thinking about people that you want to bring on board to a project, it's crucial to have people that know that material by heart, not necessarily how to play it because you can learn it, but that you're familiar with the feel with the songs and kind of what the goal is. Yeah, and they, they got to buy the band dinner um, at probably what, any restaurant we pick, and we it's an expensive one. So it's nice if they yeah. have a Visa card in a van. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> no, bottom line is they got to love the music. Yeah, that's the first yeah. thing. If you don't love the music, you don't belong here. Right. You got to love the music. Like Billy says, he saw the band in 1977. I've known him for 50 years. We grew up smoking pot, drinking wine, and jamming on all this stuff in the 70s, early 70s, and you know. It was, it was how we were formed. We were right. formed on Skinner and Allman Brothers, you know. So you gotta love the music. If you don't love the music, you shouldn't be doing it. And what's 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 interesting is you know, I mean, you know, growing up, I I love Skinner. I listened to it a lot. I never really, I played some songs, but I never really once. I got hired with this band. I, I tore everything apart and really looked at it. And when you tear the guitar parts apart and look at all the different things that's going on and how. You know, this band recreates that. It, it's really neat, and it's, a, you, it's a lot of work because three things guitars. Aren't, yeah, that's true. Not everybody's playing the same thing. That's for damn sure. Right, and, and like yeah. in reference to the showboat part of it, there is no room for showboating in this band, but especially the guitar part because we got to work together as one, and so if we're all stomping on top of each other, it'll sound like crap. So it really is about working together and working as one, and not trying to. Being able to decipher yeah. those different parts. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And having respect for all the, each yep. other and and this playing together as one. Now, if I remember uh, Lyle, who's uh, the, the newest member of the band, about two months now. Uh, all right, new kid. If, if I remember right, you had mentioned that you, you love Skinnerd and you listen to Skinnerd, but you didn't know that much Skinnerd until you had to sit down and actually listen to all of it. True. And uh, so he wasn't a, like a Skinnerd freaking fanatic and he just learned it and tore it apart but the reason we hired him is because of how much of a badass the guy is Lyle's a badass. <laughs> and, and he's got great worth at work ethic and uh low maintenance and so that like what bill was saying he, he just bought fit, us dinner yeah and he bought us dinner yeah, yeah. yeah. sealed the deal yeah it was at one of those taco trucks but man it was good <laughs> Yeah, the other, I, the other I, thing I, I must have missed the real dinner. Then. The other thing I want to point out on the tribute thing, what I don't like is that all these bands, it's getting oversaturated, but it feels like all these bands are, um, they're just starting, they're just picking a band because it was a popular band or something. And then they're just doing it half-assed. They're just playing parts. Joyriding. They're not really, they're not, yeah, they're just, they're, it, it's, it has a lot to do with money, too. It's like, what, what do we do? We, we get a band, we put a band together because this is going to make us X a lot of money. Of and this is the next, this band was huge. And it's like, they playing the music because you love that band you grew up with that band you you your heart is so into that band and you put so many hours into it i mean i can't even tell you how many times i've sang 
the Foreigner songs. It took me two years to just literally sing those songs every day. And I never got sick of it. Yeah. I just it, it just got, you know, it, it, as far as being better and repetition, part of that goes. But I never got to the point where I was like, God, I just can't sing Cold as Ice again. I'm going to throw up, you know. Because <laughs> um, you love the music. Yeah. And that's, so that's what how it is in this is, band it, right it, here. A lot of people are doing it for the wrong reasons. Exactly. They're just doing it because it's the. That's oh, what's going to get them in front of people. And it's playing. We talked. Bill and I talked about playing parts. You're just playing parts in that you're not playing music. You're not playing music together. And that's what that's what sets this band apart from a lot of other bands. Yeah, Basically. absolutely. Because we don't play parts. We play together. In unison. And it, it's it's like just, yeah. So yeah, it brings good. up a good point, though. So obviously you guys are passionate about the music. You're passionate about the project. Um, you're passionate about the fact that you guys are all really, really professional in what you do. Um, playing in a tribute band i think there's a higher level of expectation because the people know the songs oh yeah so if you fuck up it's probably way more apparent is there any extra pressure that you feel to to perform at a higher level than if you were saying you were playing your own songs that maybe people may or may not know there's no pressure that the audience could put on us that we don't already demand of ourselves right and the level of expectation i i'll speak i can speak for everybody we have a level expectation that it doesn't matter what we're doing. We're always going to do our best. Right. It doesn't matter. I will say this is, is when we're playing out at a casino somewhere that's, you know, close to home and stuff, it, it's more of a, a good time feeling, you know, everybody's there to have a good time and, and it's not th- that pressure ridden on us, you know, but like when we went to Montana for rocking the rivers, three forks, Montana, I felt pressure on that. And I don't normally feel that, but I felt pressure. Like don't, don't fuck up right you know and that was through the whole show until we got to like alabama and then i was like we made it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. did the rest of you guys feel that same oh yeah we always say that that little prayer please god don't let me screw up yeah you know? I, mistakes are going to be made sure. and i've made ton, tons of them and, and it's them. just that's just the way it is you obviously don't stop in the middle of a song or you know whatever you know and that's just something you from just being keep, on stage. You when just you keep going, and you know, here. you try to catch them. You got to grab you know? that throttle and pull out. Yeah. And this is pull another out. thing about tribute bands: when you're emulating that group, that group made mistakes, or maybe they played something differently one sure. gig that they didn't play another gig. We are emulating that, so yeah, we're going to have our moments. So today, but we're going to handle it as close to the way that they would. As, as we can. Right. So um, sometimes it's just an, a matter of adding character, but hopefully it's not one that offends the original artist. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's a great call out. You, you learned to roll with the mistake. You put the sure. number of years all these people have played music. We learned a long time you know, ago you make the mistake, how to keep going. You repeat the mistake and then it's jazz. You just smile <laughs> and go with it. I meant it. <laughs> well, no, you know, the other thing that's true, too, is you got to remember those guys, like when they did one more from the road and Street Fighters, they're what, 24, 25 years old? We're like, what? You know, I'm real old. I'm in my <laughs> mid 60s. The rest are 10 years or more behind me. But we, you know, we've got 20, 30 years, 40 years of ex- more experience than the original artist did. So as far as stage fright or screwing things up, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Not even a factor. For Not you, even huh? a factor. Yeah. No, there's only maybe through, 15 to 20 percent of people that are watching us that might catch a mistake. Right. Most other people, they're good time Charlie, man. They're 
throwing them back and alcohol helps. Yeah, that's right. You know, <laughs> yeah. after a while they'll dance to the news. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, better every beer. Yeah, we are way more critical on ourselves than the audience. Yeah, we'll oh, yeah. generally. <laughs> we played a recovery party the other day with burning burning wood, and it was great, but it was different. I gotta say. A recovery no party. Yeah, it was a non-alcoholic oh, gotcha. recovery no. party, and, and we did the we do a acoustic and electric thing. We did the acoustic thing, and it was kind of. But if I'm not, if, if I'm not mistaken, you guys played a, a clean and sober party yeah. with Fireball in your guitar case. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it all comes that's out. why I love. That's why I love that playing with you guys. That was one of those things you didn't want people. Was to it in like a like in a Gatorade container? Had to be me. <laughs> it was incognito in a flask or something. Hey, that's rock. And roll right there, baby. Nice. Yeah. Did you step up to the podium yeah, afterwards and say your name? Probably <laughs> won't bring up. Yeah. Yeah. Especially oh, the one boy. where Joe is jumping around in his in his thong on stage. He looks pretty good in a thong, though. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Cool. So, um, what are are there specific songs that you guys look forward to playing every night? That a song you know you just kill it every time, and and it's. Uh, Really fun to play. I mean, Freebird. I'm sure they're all fun to play. Freebird is over the Freebird. top. Yeah. Yeah. Once it gets to, well, the whole song's great, but once it gets to the the final instrumental section and everybody's going ballistic. That song's a party in the yeah, end. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody yeah. has so their own favorite the Skinner song. Mine's that smell. Whiskey right. bottle, brand new car, oak tree, you're in my way. What a word picture. Yeah. That's poetry. You know, I think his is on the hunt. Steve, I think Joe you know? and I have the same favorite song. Yeah. One of the more obscure ones. I think T for Texas yeah. is always one of my favorites. That's, that's my favorite, too. I like MCA, man. That's like probably one of my very, very it favorites. Rocks. It does rock. <laughs> and I like listening to Lyle's Ed King solos in Sweet Home, Alabama. <laughs> Pretty amazing. <laughs> I like yeah. those too, Lyle. <laughs> me too, me too. Well, I'm going to have to have my eye on Lyle today because uh, <laughs> apparently no you're pressure. in the hot seat. Pressure. He's a fan, Nice. So, um, as far as uh, what you guys got planned here uh, for your future, I know that with a tribute band, recording is tough because there's licensing and stuff like that. So, are you guys pretty much just doing shows and that's kind of your deal? Yeah. Why yeah, would you record? No, what's we, the point? We, what's our deal? plagiarize. We play shows. Sure. Yeah. So, what's, um, I guess, what's next then? What do you guys uh, got coming down the pike? Next weekend is uh, Kennewick. And uh, just after that, it's casino here, casino there. You know, we're always trying to, well, Bill does a lot of the booking, and he's shopping us around to buyers, but, uh, you know, always trying to get the next best gig, you know. Casinos are definitely bread and butter that we... And fairs for summer. And, during and, the summer, fairs yeah. are fun. Yeah. yeah. People outdoors, love seeing us at fairs. Are nice. Here's the goal. Here's the goal. Uh, we had... Darren took a year off, and it was kind of a down year. And then we come back together. Billy joined the band. Lyle joined the band. Lyle is a monster. All these guys are monster guitar players. Lyle's got his own band together. He books three to six months ahead. I book three months, six to months ahead. My goal is to stay three to six months ahead of his three, six months ahead. So <laughs> I, I wrote the one sheet, a promo. I've got a list of people. So <clears throat> starting <clears throat> right around Thanksgiving, most of the fairs, festivals, and stuff like that, they have their conventions the early part of December. They have their budget sets by January. By April 1st, the year's booked. So I have to go, I mean, I have to do a blitzkrieg to try and stay ahead of this thing. So that's my goal is to book up everything I can three to six months to one year ahead. By the, in the next four or five months, I, I have to have all 2019 done. Damn. So, I mean, it, it's a tall order. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. Bill works his butt off. Bill works. Yeah, he does. Amen. Yeah. Bill yep. is, uh, Bill's amazing. So what, uh, what's something that you would like the world to know 
about Whiskey River? Maybe something they don't know about you, something that you guys want to be known for? Um, what would you say to people who aren't familiar with you to, to say, hey, come check us out? I think that's, that's, that's going to be subjective. I think that's going to be subjective for all of us. I mean, for me, it's kind of the vision guy that has to, you know, book the thing. I want them to come and see the band and just walk away going, man, they left nothing on the table. Those guys played their butts off, heart and soul. They just, they totally gave everything they had into it every show and the band does that this caliber of talent this group of people these individuals they we do that and if we could just be known for that i'm happy with that but i think it's subjective that's me everybody else would probably have other goals anybody else want to chime in there yeah my viewpoint um so i've been in the band for 12 years um and for me i think of it's it's family and and the family is not just within our band but there's so many people that have uh, become extended family um, from coming to our shows and it's not mild acquaintances they're they're people that that have become deeply embedded in in our lives and and so whiskey river is a lot bigger than any one individual and it's more than just this band it's it's it's, it's something famous. that touches a lot of people's lives and and there's there's a person in particular where i know we have had a huge impact on her life in a very positive way. And so I think that to me is the legacy. That, that's a fact. Uh, Darren, when he came back in the band, says, look, Mel, this thing's bigger than any one of us. And it was such a profound statement. It, it, I, I stopped. Uh, he's exactly right. It's bigger than any one of us. And we've had some great players leave this band and get replaced by great players because it is bigger than any one of us. You know? Awesome. Well, guys, we're probably winding down on time here, so it looks like these guys want to finish getting their setup done here. So, um, and we're at about a half an hour. So, anything uh, anybody else wants to add here before we call it a night? If you hear the name Whiskey River, man, come on out and check us out. You'll you will not regret it. You will leave having fun that whole entire night. You can find us on our website, which is whiskeyriv.com. Awesome. And you can also find us on Facebook, and uh, it's always good to connect with us that way. And and YouTube, you guys have some YouTube channels. Oh yeah, up, people put stuff on YouTube place. all the time. Yeah. So okay. Awesome. You can find some probably incriminating videos. <laughs> the best way to find it on YouTube is Whiskey River Skinnerd tribute. Gotcha. Awesome. If well, you punch in Whiskey River, you get a Willie Nelson song. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which is pretty good too. Yeah, good stuff. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, donating some time today. Uh, my wife and I are going to stick around and check out the show. Great. And of course, we'll post some uh, links to the band and all your social media awesomeness on uh, on our website once we get that up and going. So uh, closing this one out here backstage, Club Seven at Seven Cedars Casino with Whiskey River. Hey, Whiskey River fans. All right, all right. <laughs> we came to the right place. All right, we're going to do a tune right now that Skinner, they had to stop doing this live because people were throwing ammunition on the stage. That got kind of dangerous. You can throw ammo up here if you want a talking season. Me and Bill use it. <laughs> 50 cal. Well, I've seen a hot dog in the picture that I've made. Well, I've been all the work there like a one-man man. 
Rock. And I drink enough whiskey and I go to Battleship Rock. Well, I'm leaving this game one step ahead of you. You will not hear me cry because I did not sing the blues. Yeah, so uh, give me back my bullets. Setting the bar high, the very first song. And I'll tell you what, they followed it up with this completely fucking epic version of Simple Man. Check it out. Grab your woman and get down here and sway back and forth or, or somebody else's woman. We don't care. Get out here and party, man. It's your party. We're just swaying at it. Mama told me when I was young, don't sit beside me. Thank you. 
Oh man, uh, what's that smell? Oh, it's the smell of the next song.
And of course, to close out the show, they played the song that needs no introduction. One of the most iconic, legendary songs in the history of American rock and roll music. Can you guess what it is? Oh, my God. 
Oh, come on, Elvis, and support the Southern Cross. Keep up here.